Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. And my name is Andy. Welcome Andy. Once again, Seb can't be with us. Um, it's still on paternity leave, um, so many congratulations again to Seb and family. Um, Andy, what is coming up in the show? Yeah, so we're going to have a bit of a roundup of Game Week 6, which for some reason this week I'm really, really excited about. <laughs> uh, we're also going to go through our roughs with the smooths. We've both got some this week. Um I think people are going to be very happy that Joe is bringing back his unfashionable picks mm. this week as well. That was on request, I think. Wasn't it was. It? It's yeah. by at least one, maybe two people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we, we've got to listen to the masses. Um, <laughs> um, my segment this week is going to be all about Alex's wildcard. So this is a week where so many people are going to be wildcarding. And Alex, obviously, we've got his team this year and we're going to be wildcarding his team this week. So I think that's going to be really good. We're going to be focusing on uh, questions from the community based on wildcards. Yes. So I think it's going to be a really good segment, mm. that. Um, and then we're going to look at the next four fixtures, going to talk about our differentials, and then we're going to do our bus teams for this week because a lot of news is coming out every day at the moment. So they are just bus teams at the moment. Neither of us have made transfers, have we? No, not indeed. So let's let's have a look at game week six. Um, Andy, I've got here three words for your team. Sar, Sar and Sakar. So oh. tell, tell us why you're happy about those three. So basically, anybody in my team whose name started with S.A., did wonders for my team this week. So I was looking at it. I had Ronaldo as captain and straight away I thought, oh God, this is going to be a tough week now because, you know, everybody seemed to be struggling a little bit. Obviously, Ronaldo blanked, which wasn't great. And Saturday wasn't wasn't brilliant. But then Sunday rolled around. Um, Saka did wonders for me against Spurs. I thought they would do well against Spurs. And obviously he <laughs> did very well with a goal and an assist. Um, Saar did well on the Saturday. And then Saab, well, I mean, yeah, got an assist from goal. I was I was talking to Joe just before this, saying that um, I was listening on the radio and they said Sad took the kick and then Jimenez scored and I was thinking, has anybody else touched it? And they didn't. So yeah, you, no, very very happy. You know, so sixty five and a massive green arrow. You know when the the last top flight Wolves uh, goalkeeper assist was? Oh no, ah, two thousand nine, Wayne Hennessy. 
Wayne Hennessy. Oh, do you know what I was going to say? Ruddy, but yeah, yeah. okay. 11 years like ago. It. So um, now I'm not saying you're lucky to get his assist. One <laughs> every 11 years. But yeah, now I, I got it as well in Sky. Not FPL, but Sky. We said this though, didn't we? We said this about Rudiger. It's every 2,000 minutes. Yeah. Sat, I got him in knowing yeah. it had been 11 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't. How much is that in minutes? No, you're, you're, you teach maths. Oh, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Well, it's easy because it. it's just times 10 and add another one, isn't it? So. How many minutes do you get in a season? I don't know. <laughs> no. 90 not, times 38. I'm not very good at maths. 3,600. So it's 36,000, yeah. about, about 39,000 minutes. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 65 points. This is mega. Um, thanks yeah. to those two. But, you know, um, you know the others. Yeah, this is Ronaldo captaincy, blank, and still a mega, a mega score. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm genuinely really happy. And actually... We were talking again before we came on saying, you know, I've finally gone above you this season mm. after game week six, but it's about four points, isn't it? Yeah, it's four, it's four points, but about 60,000 places. Yeah. Um, and it's so tightly congested. I was talking to, um, to people on Twitter about it um, earlier and it is just, I've, I've never known it so congested whereby, yeah, yeah four points. So I, I took a hit this week and that, that sent me down about 50K, but... I got that 50k back because the hit paid me back and I got about, you know, five points gain from that. But then I was yeah. brought down by, you know, other other players like Rafina doing well and I didn't own and it's just like that. But it's so, you know, just these four or five points here and there, absolutely huge. So I think if you're yeah, anywhere really. within somewhere of 400 points or so, you're probably doing okay. Because um, yeah. no, you, I do agree. Um, I think um, someone's mentioned in the chat, uh, Karim Trigg saying, are, "Are ranks even useful at the moment?" They're not really. I think no. you just got to be happy with your general no. setup of so, your team. And it, it, before the season, how delighted was I when I was told that our ranks and our arrow are going to be on the screen for the entirety <laughs> of the scout card? I was absolutely delighted. I said, "That's a brilliant <laughs> move." I can't believe we haven't done that before. Why, why don't you just why don't you just tattoo loser on my forehead while you're at it <laughs> well it's weird that you're bringing this up the one week where you're below me joe yeah, i think this yeah, is uh yeah. no i, no, I, I before, can assure joe. you i i brought that up before and you'll also notice on the other videos i'm on like caps in team news no ranks on those <laughs> so i managed, managed oh. to get those off but yes so, but, yes, um, yeah. shall we move on to my team? It's been a really quick bit. So, go on um, then, go on then. Yeah, so there's nothing worse when you're listening to a podcast or watching a video where um, everyone's done really well and you haven't done well and, and it's just like, you think you smug gits. And, uh, so, <laughs> luckily, I'm on hand <laughs> this week to help. Here he is. Yeah, so this is my, my team, 45, uh, but I took a hit. And a, a key difference is... Um, a bitter SAR. I got SAR, but I've had no SAR yeah. and I had no, no. SAR. So, so just the one SAR. Um, yeah, looking at that, um, obviously Antonio, very pleased with Ronaldo, captaincy blank. Um, I got SAR and Am Armstrong in for Bamford and Traore. So I'm, uh, once again, not good at maths, but I'm somewhere around five points better off through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, uh, Liveramento, I played over Cody. That didn't work out. I still, yeah. I still think that's a good move because yeah. uh, Wolves weren't, weren't looking great. And we were talking on air. There was that brilliant bit of um, commentary for the uh, Southampton game. Armstrong to Liveramento, and he misses. Oh. <laughs> and it was so, so <laughs> near, so nearly the dream 
points. Yeah, um, yeah Christensen Alexander Arnold, you know, got me one point, but you know, I'm not I'm not gonna belittle those players. Um Jota points, Salah, usuals, Greenwood, he's becoming a problem, but more yeah. on him in a bit. Um but on the whole, I'm okay with it because I've got I had a green arrow in the point in the team, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So if no. I'd have done the right no, captains, no, I don't know what you mean. No, what does no, that no. Mean? no. What you mean is, I, is I'm not talking about players I don't have. It's like, oh, if only I had so and so. If I'd have played yeah. Cody instead of Livermento. Yeah. If I'd have captain Salah, bingo, green arrow. Yeah. yeah. As if uh, I didn't. So I don't mind it when I've actually got the players in the mix. It's yeah. not. I don't have to commit surgery to find these players. They're there. I love. To- I'll have to use that one next time I get a red yeah. arrow. Well, I've got it, a red arrow, but I've ar- got yeah. a green arrow within but the team. An idi. I've got an idi green arrow in my head, <laughs> but it's an outward red arrow. But it's like that, it's like that old Eric Morecambe um, thing, isn't it? I have. I am playing all the right notes, but not necessarily yeah. in the right order. I have exactly. got the right players, not necessarily in the right order. So exactly. that's the way I look at that. But hey, I mean... It's a rough week for me, a smooth week for you, but there's more roughs than the smooths. So, yeah, far away. Yeah, so I have been on uh, the Fantasy Football Scout website and had a look at the hot topic to see people's roughs with the smooths. We've also got some which uh, Joe has cherry-picked himself as well, which Mm. we want to talk about too. Um, So uh, this man's come up two weeks in a row now, Toby Lerone. He says his rough was he took Rafinha out for Saar instead of taking Torres out for Saar. Uh, and he um, only got two points off the bench for that. Uh, but it's smooth with Saar got one more point than Rafinha, uh, and he got the tomato clean sheet, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, Ted McNeur says his smooth was, um, he's 11K now, so nosebleed territory. He had a tiny green arrow after Veltman assist. Transfer was ailing to Liberamento, which is still solid going forward. His rough was Ronaldo captain and a sure fail, both on death row for me. Yeah, we're going to be talking about those later. Yeah. Um, yeah, Neil Niels Van Nies Van Delf. Nies Van Delf. So I do apologise. Um, his move was he transferred in Saar and Gallagher, yeah. uh, and he also got a Cancelo haul. So he's gone from 160k to 70k. Yeah. Lovely stuff. But he did bench Saar for Foster, which ah. I think a few people might have brought Foster in this week. Yeah. Um, and then the last one for me, uh, Triple M sausages. His smooth was he brought in Saka, Dean and Sat on game week four wildcard. Wow. And his two transfers this week were Saar and Antonio in for Greenwood and Bamford. So he's gone from 390k to two, uh, to 140k. So wow. well done. Well done. Good well. moves. Very solid. Um, I can mention a few as well. Uh, Karen, um, Scoutcast a presenter of old and hopefully in the future as well. Um, yeah. uh, Karen, he picked Vardy and he picked Vardy because he said... If I get 300 likes for this tweet saying I might pick Vardy, I'll pick Vardy. And he did. I think he got about 500. And um, so Vardy came in and he didn't captain him. But hey, presto, 11 points. Could have been 22 if he captained him. um, So well done there. Um, Also, Townsend. Now, last week um, was a big success for both of us. Um, you in terms of a green arrow, me in terms of a red arrow. But um, it, what we did is we we picked Townsend and Decore um, as our differentials, and both of them scored. And so a lot of people were thinking grey. We thought Townsend a chance of penalties, and that turned out to be um, correct, thankfully. Um, but um, um, yes, so Karen picked Vardy. Well done there. Um, 
Also, I want to mention uh, mention Townsend and Decore. Um, that James on Twitter um, put this picture up of um, Townsend, captain. I could not believe it. Um, after we were bigging up Townsend over the weekend, and it came in for him. So he captained Townsend. Well done. And just a final mention, uh, Mish. Yeah. He went double cheap Arsenal midfield. So not only did he have Saka, he also had Smith Rowe. I refer to him as a maniac because I think, who? I haven't seen any team. I've seen Saka. I've seen Smith Rowe. I haven't seen anyone with an Arsenal cheap midfield double up. And um, yeah, well done for Mish there. He got 15 points just from those two mega cheap players. Um, so, yeah, well done there. And also a final mention to uh, Milanista. Uh, FPL Malinista, who is leading the Fancy Football Scout Family Mini League. He's been leading it all season, but he's now 64th overall. So he can sing when he's 64, and he is this week. Lovely. So, so Andy, I've um, finished wittering on a little bit, but annoyingly in the notes, I've got to witter on a bit more. <laughs> Have you got anything <laughs> to add while I catch my breath back? <laughs> No, sorry. I do apologise. My uh, my Yeovil internet is uh, <laughs> well well known, unfortunately. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, n- lovely stuff that was. We had some genuine rough with the spoofs mm. last week. It was one of those weeks where a lot of people had a rough week. So if you could get a good week, there was some big gains to be made. And luckily, I was one of them. Definitely. So um, we'll move on to the first topic. Um, as I said, annoyingly, it's down for me in the notes. So um, I'll just sort of introduce this and I'll get Andy to talk a bit. I'll get my breath back yeah. a bit more. Um, it's unfashionable picks. At least one, maybe two people have asked for this. Um, and so we're tailoring this for sort of wildcarders and non-wildcarders alike. So um, and I've gone through the stats and I've picked out those that are either good differentials, no one owns, or they, some people are thinking about them, not quite, or people are going, I think the reaction I want is, Joe, what are you doing? Why have you put that guy on the list? Um, but we did that last season and uh, it turns out loads of them kept scoring. So anyway, here's, here's a picture. See if anyone can guess who's on this list from this picture here. <laughs> this is me in, encased in a in a tree at a, a Doctor Who exhibition. So that's fairly unfashionable. A guy <laughs> in my 40s. Um, and uh, so that's me there. So also I picked it because it, it frames quite nicely with this unfashionable table. And as we can see, that's me looking at it a bit oddly. And uh, Chris Wood is on there once again. So the way I've done this here, just to so people can see my face encased in Chris Wood, um, I'll I'll let people know what we've done here. We've sorted it by big chances total, but we do have some other stats that we can read out as well for this. Um, in terms of big chances total, Vardy is at the top. People are apart from Karen, no one wants him. But yeah. very quietly, very sneakily, he's scoring all the time. He's got great fixtures. No one wants him though. What happened last week? I have a couple of people in my mini league, in some mini leagues, Captain Vardy, because they don't watch any content or listen to anyone on Twitter. They just yeah. thought, oh, Vardy scores a lot. I'll get him in, captain him. S- scored a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah. So, Own goal, um, two goals. 10.4, tricky, tricky to get him. Yeah, I'd, I, I, I wouldn't go there still. I genuinely wouldn't go there. I, we, I, we don't want points, do we? No, yeah. Unfashionable. I, well, it's because we've got Ronaldo and Lukaku. Like, if you can get to Vardy, you're going to try and stretch to Lukaku, aren't you? And with Vardy, the problem is like Ian Acho's slowly starting to get back into this team again, and you—he j- is the long-term replacement for him, isn't he? So you just worry that 
Vardy starts seasons really well, yeah. doesn't he? He does yeah. start seasons well. And you just always wonder whether you're going to get him in and this is where he's going to start dropping yeah. off. And I can't see myself getting... I can't see me owning no. him all season unless he has a brilliant we're, double game. We're in the bubble. It's like politicians. Yeah. The West, Westminster bubble. And you see yeah. it on the news. They all talk about each other. Eh, it's us. It's us lot. No one, yeah. None of us are saying get Vardy in. Apart from Karen and 300 yeah. people who told him to on Twitter. <laughs> and he's very wise. And he's they got... definitely had his best interests at heart, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Also on this list, uh, I put Mumbuebo, which I can't pronounce on it, just because I can't pronounce him. But a lot of people want Tony. I think people are starting to look at Mumbuebo. <laughs> Mbomo. Mbomo, I think yeah. it is, actually. Because I think there was something on Talk Sport about how to pronounce his name. And I think he went on and said... So I'm going to say Mbobo. Mbobo. <laughs> anyway, Pookie is on this list as well. Three big chances created, 5.9. If you're looking for a cheap yep. striker, enabler. Jesus. No one wants Jesus. How unfashionable mm. is Jesus? 8.6 though. A bit like Vardy. You know, tricky price point. Three big chances is created. Then there's Chris Wood. Same. Then Janout or Janout. German yeah. defensive <laughs> midfielder at Brentford. No one wants him. Five million. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I looked him up. He's ex um, RB Leipzig. Four goals for Brentford so far in a year or so. There, he's four goals at under seventeen level for Germany as well. Mm. So he's one of these defensive midfielders who's got the odd goal in him. Yeah. So he plays. He's got the odd goal in him. You're paying that point five extra over a four point five. But when Brentford's fixtures get better, you need an enabler. This guy could be the one. I'm really, really going for the pronunciation ones here. Elianusi. Yeah, you are. Elianusi, Elianusi. 5.5, Southampton. Two big chances. Looked impressive. Um, I like the look of him a lot. And I think when Southampton's yeah. fixtures turn from eight, could be a great enabler. Hey, remember Watkins at Villa? No one wants him anymore. Because everyone's thinking no one wants him. I wanted Danny Ings and now Villa's fixtures have gone yeah. bad. Well, their fixtures get better. And Villa have got better. And in fact, they're beating Manchester United. And Watkins has looked good. 7.3. Two big chances created. No one wants Zaha. I don't as a Brighton fan. But I think I do want him. He's on penalties now for Palace. He's on the Interesting, actually. Yeah. Milivojevic, who I can pronounce, was on the pitch as well. And he, a usual penalty taker, didn't take it. So Zaha, 6.9. People are thinking, why would I want Zaha when I can get Gallagher? Well, penalties... He is playing up front, further field up front. He is their talisman. Gallagher's been doing well, but Zaha could be worth that extra. And Neil mm. Mapay, who the hell wants Neil Mapay? <laughs> Unfashionable pick. But whoever's got him in is seeing the odd goal or two. Couple of big chances. 95th minute goal against Palace. This isn't recency bias. Every now and again, he will score goals. And he's quite a nice little, nice price. And he can be a little placeholder before you go perhaps move to Tony for example, in a few weeks' time. So, out of this list, who do you reckon? Were you tempted by any of them? Or too unfashionable for you? Oh, do you know what? The, the thing is, with pretty much, pretty, with most of the players on this list, is I can think of somebody else that I'd rather own, mm. either for that That's team. That's why they're unfashionable. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, I love the unfashionable picks because they're usually low in TSB, which yeah. is what, what's so good yeah. about them. You know, And actually, if these guys do well, you're gonna zoom up the up the the, um, the overall rankings. Mm. Um, I've already said my piece on Vardy. I do like Mbwemo, 
But if you had to give me an option between him and Tony, mm. it's Tony's the one I would go for. Because um, he's on penalties. Because he's on pen. Ah, it just Tony, he just looks okay. so good as well. Now, Zaha or Gallagher? Which would you yeah, go Gallagher for? for me. Same difference. Zaha's on uh, penalties. Yeah. I th- do you know what? I think the only difference for me between Zaha and Gallagher is, is just Gallagher's price. Because they're a team that... I, I, I love Gallagher. And so I why think not go is... for Mbwemo over Tony then? Uh, because... <laughs> Tony is a striker, whereas uh, in he gets less points than Zaha. Yeah, he does. But I'm getting well Paxman on this. <laughs> I think no, no, it's fine. I think um, I like Embuemo. I'm yeah. not sure whether he is that finisher we're after. Yeah, but he does look lively. Yeah. Um, whereas Tony's that guy where he just looks class every yeah, game yeah. he plays. Like it doesn't matter who the opposition is either. I just feel like Tony could score yeah. against anybody or or contribute against any team. Um. So I do. I think Tony's just would give me that little bit of um, security if I picked him yeah. over Embuemo personally. I do like Embuemo though, and I think from game week ten onwards, I think a lot of us will be having either Embuemo or Tony in our teams. Um, Jesus is the same. Like actually, he's yeah. playing really well, but he is a striker on the games too, isn't he? If he was a mid, yeah, I think he, a few, quite a few people would be looking at him. Eight point six midfielder. Yeah, from yeah. Man City midfielder. It looks like he's playing most games now. But again, I think out of all the Man City mm. midfielders and strikers at the moment, it would be Grealish I'd probably go with mm. because he's the one that seems most nailed. Yeah. Um, wood, I'm not going to talk about Wood with your uh, your Wood picture there staring at me. <laughs> I'm staring at him there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm just seeing some of the chatter in the thing. Is it Halloween? It. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's uh, Niraj, that is, sorry. Um, but yeah, as you look down the list, I've had Zaha before. And I don't know whether I am being a little bit... Um, I'm looking at it because of Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace. Mm. I'm just looking at the fact where they're not scoring goals. But they do look different under yeah, the Yeah, they're not that say. team anymore. Yeah, and, and Gallagher is is bringing a lot of energy to that team. Like He runs like mad all mm. game, doesn't he? It's mad. I was watching him last night. But I think in this table, the players that I would maybe go for... Embuemo, yeah, I can see the value in Embuemo mm-hmm. personally, but the rest of them I, I would struggle. Uh, Elianusi, I'd rather have Armstrong. I, I just look at him and think there's other players I'd rather have. What about but Watkins though? I don't, because Ings <laughs> is the main man now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. He is like well, Watkins. I loved. He was in all my preseason yeah. drafts until they signed Ings, mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's going to be great for Watkins. Watkins is a great player, but I just. I, I don't think I'd be spending 7.3 million on him when for 0.6 more, 0.7 more, or whatever it is, I could be getting in. So, well, let's, yeah. um, let's, let's, let's bring some of the, the, the guys and gals in the live chat here. Steve Elbow says, I want Watkins! Exclamation mark. Um, <laughs> Karen Trigg thinks that my picture looks more like the Lion King. Um, I'd take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baron Nishi says that Zaha was a massive tri- uh, trap last season. Um, well, yes, he was um, because he played in one of the most defensive sides with a quite an elderly man managing them for some time, and uh, and that's just the way they played. And he just wanted out, but now he's in a he's pretty good good side. They're really entertaining and attacking to look at. So it, it is different. That's why I put Zaha on here. I think more people will start considering him soon. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's a, a really good pick there. Um, who else is in the chat here? So we've got um, a, well over a couple of hundred of you. I know we're competing with the Champions League tonight, so thank you for joining us. And even if you're joining us on split screens, um, only twenty four likes though. Keep the likes coming though. If you 
If you like this, press the like button. If you don't like it, just press it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, Major League Shocker is talking about Wissa. Um, a 5.9 mid. Um, quite likes that um, pick. Um, pricey. Ward Prowse. Um, yeah, Ward Prowse has been yeah. unfashionable since he was a child in the Premier League. <laughs> and he's getting older and older and he's still unfashionable. But one day I'm going to get him in for my side. <laughs> He'll probably retire yeah. by then. Um, but yeah, so quite a few comments along those lines. And this is the sort of comments I'd like from these types of players. Jesus in particular, I think, is very intriguing for City. Um, and you mentioned yeah. Grealish there. But 8.6, I think we're going to have some money soon um, when we look at the, the, the wild cards picks that we're looking at. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know I'm personally looking at the likes of, say, Greenwood. And I'm thinking, well, I could probably do a million or two cheaper than that. Um, you know, I'm certainly, you know, and I think other people will be looking at those players, those who are perhaps moving Ronaldo to Lukaku, that's another million. So there's no shortage of money floating around, I think. No, and, not at all. No, I do agree. And actually, you're, you're going to be looking at these um, these kind of players. But like Joe's already said, these are the unfashionable players and are they unfashionable for a reason? Yeah. Hey, could be. Steve Elbows in the chat has mentioned Tielemans, someone we mentioned last week. Um and uh, yeah, very unfashionable. But he's playing a slightly more attacking role. He's always quite good ticket value, ticking over for points for assists and goals. Mm. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. This is the reaction I want. The unfashionable <laughs> player reaction. You did why say that. Why would I want fair, Tielemans? Yeah. Why would yeah. exactly? That's why he's on the. Well, he's not actually on my list here. No. But um, he, he feel free to add him on. Um, and uh, yeah, a great player. I've got I've got some more picks here. Uh, I'll move the picture Lovely. in my face. Uh, this is the goals imminent table so this is a last four um no more than one goal at least 10 goal attempts and then some xg thrown in to filter it a bit more top of the list is watkins Villa's fixtures turn he's 7.3 he is top of goals imminent jimenez and jota were on it last week jota is still on it he's still more to come from jota yeah 12 goal attempts Mm. one goal 10 inside the box four on target I'm surprised he's got that many on target, to be honest. But uh, Raya did 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 say well. Mm-hmm. Elianusi and Armstrong. So Southampton's fixtures changed game week eight. This is one of the reasons I've got Armstrong in. Um, I like. It, I would say I caveat this with I like the look of Southampton's attack. I like the look of Southampton's attack against other weaker teams. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And um, I, I'm. I think Elianusi, Armstrong, Ward, Prowse. I think will be. Good investments and Livermento. Uh, Bamford's there, obviously. He may be injured, um, but nevertheless, he's there. Bowen, someone else we mentioned, add him to the unfashionable picks list. Harvey Barnes, well, add him into the unfashionable. No, he, he's, he's in a new category of unfashionable. Yeah, is there a list lower than the unfashionable picks? This is like the unfashionable list. Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, um, Gundogan, and Saka, your man. More to Ooh. come from Saka. 10 goal attempts, nine inside the box. Just two on target, but in the right place. But yeah. I mentioned Fernandes. Now, you're you a Manchester United fan. And yep. Fernandes took the penalty and missed against Villa. Um, Martinez was fantastic in putting him off. I kept pointing <laughs> to Ronaldo, saying, move over, give it to Ronaldo. But yeah. what do you think? Who do you think is going to be on? The, who's going to take the next penalty? Um... It's an interesting one because they haven't really come out and said what's going to happen after Bruno missed. I would be absolutely shocked if 
that's it now. Bruno's off penalties. Yeah. I, I genuinely would because he's carried us for 16 months. And for him to then miss a penalty finally in the last minute of the game to make us lose the game, like I, I would be genuinely shocked. I wouldn't be that shocked if they started sharing them a bit more. Like it could have just been that they chose Bruno to take that one and maybe Ronaldo can take some others. And But I, I would genuinely be shocked. So I would not in any way think Ronaldo's 100% on pens now. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think it's up to Fernandez. If Fernandez wants to give it to Ronaldo, Ronaldo will take it. But if Fernandez wants to take it, he'll take it. And and yeah. the body language I saw with Ronaldo there, not only was he not taking any of that business from from Martinez, but um, it, I think although he is a selfish striker, I think he is a team player, and. Yeah. It's already been decided Fernandez is staying on penalties prior to that, obviously, because he took it. Ronaldo was, wasn't arguing with him at all. It was like, it's yours. And I think it would upset, you know, the apple cart to do that. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think he is a, he's a Manchester United team player when it comes down to it. And there's no reason for Fernandez to be off penalties. Yeah, thoughts on Saka, by the way, at the bottom there. Yeah. I know, so goal attempts 10. I think, does this include the... Is it the Norwich game? Was that only three or what, three games? Because I think he had six of those against Norwich, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he's he's kind of a he's been a bit of a volume player recently. But um, I mean, I've been saying it, and I said it on Scoutcast three four weeks ago when Arsenal had that horrific start that I thought the uptick was coming and that they were going to start improving. And obviously, yeah. they really have. They've started improving and they start looking quite good. So. I think they're going to be the next bandwagons, getting those cheap midfielders in. Mm. I think anybody wildcard in, I would be shocked if I didn't see a cheap Arsenal yeah. midfielder in their team. Yeah, definitely. Um, 6.2 is a, is a great price. And it's a really good price for choice. Because, yeah. I mean, both of us have Saar in our team. We both had Traore. You removed Traore for Saar? Is that right? No. No, 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 no. no. I removed Torres for Torres. So Still got Traore. It, it, Still got that oil it's okay. Traore was an option, isn't run away from him. Who do we run away to? Saar. Yeah. Or perhaps you can, if you've got a spare few, you know, point three, move to Rafina. Or yeah. if you've got point two or point one, move to Saka. Yeah. Loads and loads of choice. Or perhaps move down to the likes of Gallagher, Elianusi, Mumbemo, um, who I pronounced wrong again. And, yeah. You know, there's so much, so much choice. You can't go wrong with any of them, I don't think. I think all of yeah. them will get will tick over nicely with points. But yeah, pretty nice <clears throat> segue into having a look at Alex's wildcard team. And um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I understand we've got quite a few um, community questions around that. Oh, just before uh, we move on, actually, I just wanted to mention there were a couple of community questions around. Um, just a couple of people wanted to mention around my unfashionable picks and goals imminent and Chris Chris Pierce asked if wildcarding who are the best one week transfers so if you're wildcarding game week 8 who are the best yeah. one week transfers so hopefully we've given you some thoughts there there's a hell of a lot of players there that are considered unfashionable that have good fixtures Chris Wood has Norwich next by the way um, and Jack Brokenshire said hi Joe hope I'm not too late but in the scout cast please can you look at sub 7 million strikers as I'm looking at one to enable Ron and Ron thanks in advance so hopefully we've given you lots of thoughts there um, the likes of um, uh, Armstrong etc and his Yeovil uh, internet has struck in again so once again I'm going to have to talk um, a little bit more so um, I'm going to mention some community questions that are around Alex's wildcard so what we're going to do is before we show Alex's wildcard what I'm going to do is read out these questions and hopefully we shall answer them 
and hopefully Andy will come back and not be a frozen screen anymore. Um, FPL, FPL Al, Saka, Odegaard and Smith-Rowe look like great options for those wildcarding. Um, so oh, there's two of me now uh, for everyone. Um, so yeah, could be a great option there. Um, FPL Governor, are Arsenal the best bench players for those wildcarding? Uh, James asks, what are the pros and cons of wildcarding this game week uh, versus next game week? And Amir, is double Chelsea defence really necessary? Um, and Goonie, is it time to drop Trent for double City and Ch uh, Chelsea defenders? And C and G asks, is Christensen a viable <laughs> uh, and premium player? What is the optimal formation to go for on a wild card. Fuzzy Warbles asks, is Armstrong a strong option for those looking at a 4-3-3? And the sociologist asks, is now the time to make a ROM to ROM switch? Um, so this is uh, Alex's wildcard. So this is a team that myself, a bit, a bit with Andy and also Seb, while he's on paternity leave, kindly put his uh, views um, in here as well. Yeah, he's got Raya in goal. Um, now this is up for grabs, definitely. So if you are looking in the live chat and you've got some thoughts about goalkeepers, uh, do let me know. Um, you'll notice I've also got Ben White in here. So I think Ramsdale could be the best 4.5, but obviously I wouldn't be so keen on Ramsdale and White. So we've got Raya uh, in goal, could be Ramsdale, 4.5. Alexander Arnold, who is it looks like he's probably out for this weekend. Um, so um, and Cancelo and Rudiger. So when Andy returns, I think um, it would be quite good to get his views about uh, whether to go for a double Chelsea defence, a City defender, and Alexander Arnold even. So welcome back, Andy. We Thank have. You. We have. <laughs> I've just talked for about, uh, don't worry about it, a couple of hours of my own. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, I and, think uh, the missus is uh, streaming Bake Off. So it's, oh, really? Uh, is that what yeah. right. um, Not good. No problem. No. Um, so but basically what we've got is we've got Alex's team up. Um, I've now read out um, the community questions around that. And I was just talking about goalkeeper and defenders at the moment. And so we're looking at a sort of a 3-5-2. And we talked about having Raya in goal, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Rudiger. And then on the bench, Livramento and White. So yep. out of all that, what are your thoughts about that? So got lots to unpack there. Chelsea defenders, City defenders, which Arsenal defender to get? Yeah, no, I, I quite, to be honest, I, I quite like the way you've gone. I, th I think Rudiger and Cancelo, for me, would be completely nailed in a wild card. I would 100% be trying to get double Chelsea in, though. I, I do think trying to get double Chelsea in with their fixtures would be would make a lot of sense. I don't see any other midfielders I'd like, so I think I'd want double Chelsea defence and then maybe play that 4-4-2 mm. four, four, instead. But if we're set on 3-5-2, then I think, well, we're not, yeah, not Rudiger, set, Cancelo, Trent. Certainly not set at all. And one of the things we have to look at is whether whether we want a 3-5-2, 4-4-2 sort of hybrid or a 4-3-3, mm. 3-4-3 three, three sort of hybrid. So basically, do yeah. we want the sort of non-playing 4.5 to be someone like Sissoko or Brown Hill or Louisa Villa? Or do yeah. we want it to be um, 
someone I put in here, Street or Scarlet or someone. That's a decision. Yeah, I think, I think you. Uh, I think it's probably better to go with that midfielder because at least mm. the midfielder's playing, and then you can maybe go up to Tony in game week yeah. ten. Um, I think that's probably the better option okay. personally. Um, and then, like you said, I like the, the fluidity of maybe having that four at the back there too. Um, I think you can upgrade White. Livermento just looks so good for his mm. price. So I think, yeah, that's probably quite a good move personally. It's whether we go, if you if you did go for a Chelsea defender, would you go for someone like Christensen instead? So then if you wanted to bench him, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, on my own team, I've gone for 3-4-3 three, three in a sort of 4 three three four four two sort of arrangement and i i yeah. do think there is value especially with christmas coming up with covid behind the scenes to have at least a playing player so i've got street in here i don't even know who he is i only put him in because i live in a town called street <laughs> in somerset but it could be anyone um so um yeah i do agree with that but i think um, at the back i think so Alexander Arnold, wildcard is this week are faced with a, an issue about Alexander Arnold. Yeah, they're thinking, oh, he's too expensive. Plus, he's injured at the moment, and he, it's highly probable he's out this weekend. Yeah. So, do I hundred percent say keep Alexander Arnold? But is that the way you? What would you say to a wildcarder who was thinking of getting rid of Alexander Arnold? No, I would be saying exactly the same as you. And to be honest, I would even be, as somebody that hasn't got a wild card, I would be happy knowing that people were getting rid of him on wild card mm. because he's such a tough player to get to. If you're not going to, the only way I would do it is in not having him on my wild card is if I kept money back to mm. be able to upgrade straight back to him when he get, comes back. Like he's playing against Man City at home. Man City are most probably going to score against him anyway. So it's a good week to just put him on your bench, yeah. know that it doesn't matter putting him on your bench and play somebody else. And if you're on a wild card, you know you're going to have good options playing instead of him. So I, I think I, I would 100% be keeping him on wild card yeah. unless we have any kind of a hint that he's going to be out for longer than we think. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like he's probably only going to miss the City game anyway. If, yeah, if... I, I can't think of... A, I, a, I think you can... If you're wild carding, then your team should be able to cope with Alexander-Arnold being on the bench. So last yeah. week, um, both of us have Antonio, don't we, in our teams, yeah. and he was he was definitely out because he was suspended, and there was no hesitation, just bench him because we're going to want him back. And hey, presto, yeah. he comes back and he scores. That's what he does. Uh, Alexander Arnold. The rumours are, if he is out, it's going to be two to three weeks. We're talking international break. Yeah. So that's that's it. He's only out for one game against against City. Yeah. Man City. Yeah. So okay, I'll take that, and then. By the time game week eight comes along, chances are it'll be, it'll be fine. Maybe game week nine. So I think um, I think that's what I'll go with. Oh, Andy, you've frozen again. My God. <laughs> okay, so that's the way I think I would look at that. If you're on wild cards, um, just go with Alexander-Arnold. Um, the other two issues around Man City and Chelsea. So what I've done in this team is I've sort of hedged my bets a bit. And I think, I think all of us here, we think... We're going to want a City defender, going to want a Chelsea defender. And I think Cancelo or Diaz, but I think Cancelo probably edges it for an attacking threat. I think for Chelsea, I've just gone for Rudio because he's safe. He's the safest one. If you are short of funds, Christensen is, you know, will miss, we'll miss the odd game, but he's basically there. Um, if you like a bit of risk, Alonso 
is the one. If you've got a bit more money, Aspilicueta. But I think wildcarders um, will be faced with, if they want to go for a definite four at the back, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Rudiger, and then possibly Alonso or Diaz. But I think it's perfectly valid to do that on a wild card at the moment is to go having four at the back. And I think I think that would be the way to go because in Livramento and um, with the likes of, say, Ben White, and also also I would say the... Hi, Andy, back again. Hi. <laughs> nice of <laughs> you to join me. And uh, um, with Livramento, the like... I'm just talking about the value there is for Livramento and Ben White, which yep. makes having four good defenders perfectly acceptable also three really good defenders but I think in this arrangement we've gone for Cancelo and Rudiger and Alexander-Arnold but do you think people would be looking I mean for start do you think you definitely need a City defender and you definitely need a Chelsea defender but which of those two would you double up on if you were to double up at all um oh well to be Fair, it'd probably be Chelsea just because you've got that lovely cheap Chelsea defender if you mm. want them. So Christensen is there. But when you look at it, I think Rudiger's probably the most nailed across most of them. You've got Rudiger and Diaz who mm. you, they're going to get the minutes. I know that there's this rumour about Rudiger going in January, but I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't let that affect you at all. Um, and then you've got the two, you've got Cancelo and Alonso who are just the real high upside plays. But then you've got Christensen for Chelsea who is that cheap one. So... I think I'm most probably going to be going one City defender and two Chelsea defenders. That's probably the way okay. I'm going to go. Um, but I don't, to be honest, I mean, I've got, there's a friend of mine that is doing really well at the moment that started with Cancelo and Diaz and he's been loving life. So there's definitely, you know, there's definitely um, ways you can go both of them. I, I think as long as you have three or, well, at least two and you've got one of each, I think you're fine. But yeah. I think if you wanted to really go for it, you can definitely, um, you can definitely go for two Chelsea and one City or yeah. two City and one Chelsea so for those not wildcarding perhaps using their transfers and I'm not in it, well I am talking about myself <laughs> so yeah. I've already wildcarded um, mm. I've got enough money in the bank to upgrade Williams to whoever the hell I want <laughs> um, yeah. and at the moment I'm thinking long term even though he's got Liverpool Cancelo I think is the one I want but yeah. I've already got a Chelsea defender but if I was just playing this week it'd be so tempting to double up wouldn't it just to double up yeah. on that that Chelsea defence. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, is a, it is a tricky time to wildcard. I, I, you know what? I think it is. I think there's a lot of merit to doing it next week. I think it's just whether you've got any Chelsea in your team already because that Southampton fixture for me, although Southampton have been good so far, I think Chelsea are going to have way too much from at home anyway. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think Cancelo, if you, if you have a look, I don't know whether, um, I know I was talking to you about this a little bit beforehand. Mm. Cancelo is so high up on all the stats oh, this oh, well, year. Well, let's, hey, that's a good segue. So let's, there you bring, go. let's bring in this this table here. Attacking defenders, last four. Yeah. So we can see where he is on that and we can see how good Alexander-Arnold is. So so what we can see with this, this, um, this table here is some of the reasons why they're so good. So I've, I've, I've filtered it by expected goal involvement. And you can see a common theme there for the top three, which is Alexander-Arnold, Matt Ritchie, who should be in my unfashionable yeah. picks. Because yeah. who wants him? And Alonso. And it's the corners. Alexander-Arnold, 21 corners. Ritchie, 16. Alonso, 15. Um, chances created Alexander-Arnold. League of his own, 11 there. 
A um, couple of shots inside the box, a couple of shots on target. Alonso, five chances created, five shots inside the box, but just one on target. Um, and uh, Matt Ritchie created eight, eight chances there. Uh, but you see Cancelo, no slouch. And he's got that broad mix as well. So he's had, had, a, had a shot. Um, chances created three and four clean sheets. So he's more he's more looking at the assist potential and the clean sheets rather than the actual scoring. Um, but his expected goal involvement is expected to have been involved in one, at least a goal over the last four. Um, yeah. Port is there and Diaz, they're there. And the Wolves lads and Jansen at Brentford, 4.6 could be a nice option. Um, for those looking at a 4.5 or so um, defender. But yeah, exactly what you were saying. Cancelo, it's the City and Chelsea of, and Alonso is, is offering that sort of mixture of clean sheets and attacking returns. But yeah. there's no there's no attacking, there's no other Chelsea defenders in this on this fe- featuring highly. Rudiger, I mean, as we saw last week, it's like, was it one th- every goal involvement every 1,500 minutes or something? And Aspilicueta, you might you might get the odd assist, um, but in terms of attacking defenders, yes, yeah, it's, it's probably Alonso, Cancelo, and Alexander Arnold. Yeah, I think it is, and I mean Alonso is probably so high up because of they they play that back five, don't they? So you know the other three kind of stay back: Rudiger, um, Christensen, and Thiago Silva. Yes, they get forward yeah. for um, for corners and things, but it's. It, and Reese James has obviously been in and out because yeah. of injuries and suspension. So Alonso is that main one. But it is worth saying, like Alonso's playing every game. I I don't see him being dropped. No. And it's just it, he is like a striker in games. He really is. He it, I he offers more upside to than Cancelo. I do genuinely believe that. Yeah. Um. But Cancelo plays for you know City, who just they just don't concede shots. No. They just don't let teams have shots against them. So, like I said, I think only three of them moving forward is, is a completely yeah. viable strategy. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go back to Alex's team. So that's that's the defence, really, that, we, that we're looking at. Livermento and White. Um, oh, you just final thing on the goalkeeper as well. Um, mm. Ramsdale or White? So it's not Ramsdale or Raya. It's Ramsdale or White, I think. Because if you're yeah. going white, you can have any other goalkeeper you want. And obviously, if you go Ramsdale, you probably won't want Ben White as well. So which one would you go for? Oh, I'd go Ramsdale. Okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, White's cheaper, isn't he? Is White still 4.3? 4.4. 4.4. 4. 4. Um, no, I'd still go Ramsdale because I think there's more players in defence that I want to potentially get okay. to. Whereas in, in goal, I just I want to stick Ramsdale in, just not have to think about things again, I don't think. And um, this is my big regret on my wildcard. It was, in fact, not being able to get Ben Foster because he was injured then. Yeah. And I didn't know how serious that was. And it turns out it wasn't at all. And he's and he's, he's now starting 4.0. And I love Ben Foster. So that's really annoying for me. Um, <laughs> but to get him in on your wildcards. Um, let's move into midfield and attack. Um, so let's say we're going to go for a four-man um, midfield. So Salah, we're going to have yep. him. Yeah, 100%. Then it gets a bit tricky. I think Saar, would we say? I don't know, see. Mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I love Saar, and obviously I got him in this week, but he's, in a, he's coming up to the third game in his lovely three-game yeah. game run. And I think on a wild card, I might swerve in. Okay. So yeah. Saka would be the alternative there. Yeah, Saka or Smith Rowe or Odegaard. I think I think I'd probably go with Smith Rowe personally. Okay, um, yeah. Rafina. Now we, we, it, it looks like he's, he's he's being managed. 
he's just mm. do it, he's doing it until he's on the pitch until he says I can't do it anymore and it's about 60 yeah. minutes yeah um thing is Rafinha though he can do complete yeah. he can do damage in 60 70 yeah. minutes as well so I do, I, th- I think I'd probably have Rafinha okay. um yeah <laughs> okay so that would leave a 4.5 midfielder and yep. I've I've left the other spot here because I was talking last week about how I really liked that price point around the sort of 7.5 um because it enables you to go for someone like Jack Grealish and I think he could yep. be a nice steady way into the city attack because he, pl- he plays mainly on the left, sometimes on the right, but he's in that front three. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a good price because he's, he's he's Villa price, isn't he? He's not City price, he's Villa price. Yeah, he is. And, and do you know what? I, I'm looking at this team and I'm just seeing those two City players in there and the two Liverpool players yeah. in there and just wondering whether this might not be the week to wildcard because you're going to want those City players in next week. Mm. And I'm just looking at it thinking you're already capping yourself this week, if that makes sense. Well, the, the reason I'm wildcarded it, because um, Alex... Oh, and still, I know we are, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But, but and other people might be going through the same mentality. It's just like they've reached a mm. point with their team where it's just... There's just too... They're just playing catch-up too much. There's too many yeah. hits to have to take. I mean, I, I took it last week and it caught me up a little bit and it means I can yeah. look ahead a bit. And But but I've only just wildcarded, so I should be. And But other, other people haven't. There, there comes a point where you, you've got to move on and... I think Alex's team have reached that point for us. Yeah. Um, well, but, but yeah, to be fair, I was saying it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you said two weeks ago, we were yeah. in several resisting, but finally I've looked at it and thought, oh God, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah. um, Grealish is like booked in for the future, really. Um, so up front, Antonio, we think definite, can't, yeah. not going to get rid of him. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, we were all a bit worried about Europe and things yeah. like that, weren't we? But I, I just think he's going to be managed well, and they're, they're still such a good team. And he, he looked, you know, he was. They were actually quite poor against Leeds yeah. at points, but but he got the goal, didn't he? So so yeah, I think Antonio's a, a nailed in there, and, really. And, and Lukaku instead of Ronaldo, you would imagine. Yes. Well, I was I was talking to you beforehand saying that my likely move this week is going to be Ronaldo to Lukaku. And you look at everybody wildcarding this week and they're all going Lukaku over Ronaldo or they're going for both. Nobody's going for just Ronaldo. So I, I 100% Lukaku. He's, he's the standout captain choice for me this week. So yeah, I, I would have Lukaku over Ronaldo at the moment. Okay. And I also think we'll, we'll come to looking at the next four, four fixtures, but this is the beginning of Chelsea's great run. And it beautifully dovetails with with Manchester United's poor run. Um, yeah. Except, I would say, for this week and possibly next week. So I say it perfectly dovetails. It doesn't perfectly at all. <laughs> it, it almost perfectly dovetails. But there is a bad run coming up for, for Manchester United. And it's yeah, game week yeah, nine when I'm looking at Lukaku because it's Norwich. And I'm, I, I, I still like Ronaldo for this week against Everton because Everton have their defence... People look at the stats and go, oh, they look great. But they haven't played anyone good yet. <laughs> they haven't played any of the top yeah. six, I don't think. Whereas whereas Southampton have played loads of the big boys. They kept Antonio out. They kept City at bay. And I know, but it's Lukaku. But but it's Antonio. But it's Manchester City. So, But just as an aside to that, though, you think if I'm doing Ronaldo to Lukaku this week, hmm. Lukaku, then I'm getting I'm getting that mil difference, aren't I? Yeah. Whereas if you're waiting until game week nine, I cannot see Ronaldo going up anymore. I, I can't see it. He's already 12.7. He's just blanked as well. Whereas Lukaku, I can only see going up because people are going to be getting him in ready for game week nine. Are you not a little bit worried that you're going to be losing out on that potential, what, 0.2, 0.3 million? How much is Ronaldo? 
12.7. How much is Lukaku? 11.7. Is Lukaku going to go up a million in two weeks? No, not, not a million. <laughs> I, I just meant like, like 0.2, 0.3. I don't mind Because obviously you're, you're not going to be able to sell Ronaldo for price, are you? You're going to have to sell him for 12.6, whatever it is. Whereas Lukaku goes up 0.1 and you're having to buy him for that 0.1 each time. Yeah, but if, if it was the other way around, yeah, I'd be a bit yeah. worried because if one guy was a million more than the other, I'd be like, oh, yeah. But this guy's yeah. millions less, so I can wait. Ronaldo owners can wait if they want, because because there is that 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 price difference. You can always afford Lukaku if you've got Ronaldo. Always. We, we knew we were going to have this discussion at some yeah. point, though, didn't we? Yeah. It's like because basically, and for anybody listening that doesn't know, so I'm pretty much certain I'm going to do Ronaldo to Lukaku this week. Mm-hmm. Joe's keeper Ronaldo for an extra couple of weeks. And it, we're kind of trying to decide between us who do we think's got got it the right way round? Because I'm I'm looking at it and just thinking, yes, he just blanked. But I've I've always I have said that I thought Lukaku was the better asset this year hmm. out of the two of them. And I'm just looking and thinking that Southampton fixture, he's going to be my captain. I I do I fancy Ronaldo against Everton? Yeah, he's probably going to do okay. But I just think Lukaku's going to run wild against Southampton. I really hmm. do. And I'm just looking at it and thinking if I can make that move now. And then get some of the price rises with Lukaku. He's ready for game week nine. And then also it frees up that million to reinvest somewhere else as well. I, for me, it makes a lot of sense. Maybe it's team dependent, but I just feel like well, I think that is probably the right move. But almost, you've obviously gone the other well, way. But it's you? almost, it's not even like stats or eye test based. It's, it's psychological. It's so for me yeah. to remove Ronaldo when he faces an Everton side that Manchester United have pummeled in, in a friendly, admittedly already yeah. and have yet to face you know a, a really good attack versus if i make that move so i remove that good player for another good player then mm-hmm. i think if that goes wrong i've got myself to blame i i overmanage there but if but it, what if it goes right Joe? yeah but if, what it, goes what if right, it goes right then i can pat myself on the back and say what a great move <laughs> but if i don't make that move this is why it's psychological <laughs> Yeah, it's very well manager. Now, if I don't make that move and Lukaku does really well and Ronaldo um, doesn't and blanks, it's a player I don't own. I can't, you know, I can't kick myself for like, oh, if I'm, it's like, the, you know, when we do the rough with the smooth, some people say, oh, I got so-and-so instead of so-and-so. I got this bad player in, but I'm just going to mention this good player in and pretend that somehow <laughs> they're in my team. And, and, you know, it's, Lukaku obviously is in my thoughts, but if Lukaku scores, I'm not going to go, Oh no, you know, why didn't I make that move? I think on paper, Ronaldo, two more weeks, Leicester defence not looking good, Everton defence yet to be tested. Um let's 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 see. Game week nine, yeah, Lukaku's against Norwich. <laughs> I'm gonna I don't know. Triple cap no, I'm not gonna triple captain, but yeah. if someone wanted to triple captain a player, Lukaku against Norwich has got to be the, got to be it in a single game week. Yeah, no, I know, and it's it's such a good argument both sides. I re- I like, I just think it's such a good one to talk about, and I'm just yeah, I'm looking now, and I, I always said Ronaldo had the better fixtures, Lukaku had awful fixtures for a bit. Now they're both on an even keel. Yeah, I've got to back myself saying that I trusted Lukaku more, so I think I think that's why I'm going to do it. Yeah, no, no, I think it, as I said, it depends on the type of manager you are, the sort of psychology behind it. So yeah. I, psychologically, I I. I prefer not to make a move because I can't kick myself for something I haven't done. Yeah, um, fair enough. But I can kick myself for something I have done. And, <laughs> and you know, in the past, I've, I've done that a lot. And and I've, I have never regretted not doing that. 
but I have regretted doing a move. So I'm just, <laughs> if in doubt, do now. Ronaldo's a good yep. pick, good captain. So's Lukaku. But I think if you're wildcarding, you're wildcarding for the future. You've got to future-proof your team for the next few yep. game weeks. And right up until I think it's game week. So the next two, Ronaldo will do. but And Lukaku would do. But game week nine to 12, or I can't remember when it is, but for a good four or five weeks, Lukaku is the best option <laughs> for the captain. Yes, yeah, he is. Way better than Ronaldo. I think it's game week 14, 15, yeah. is it, where Ronaldo's getting yeah. ridiculously good for quite a long time, don't they? So the Lukaku back to Ronaldo, that's another decision. That's a Huawei. But yeah. at the moment, I think non wildcarders can afford to make that decision. Do you want to do that or not do that? Get Lukaku. But I think wildcarders, this is why one of the first moves I did was was get Lukaku in, definitely over Ronaldo. And I think yeah. I think if you're wildcarding now, um, Lukaku. So also, in attack, if we are going for three up front, you've got Antonio Lukaku, we've got a good mix of elsewhere. Who do we have as the third striker? So who is your... Who is your I mean, we've mentioned quite a few of them, but yeah. who would you go for the sort of enabler um, as a third striker? Well, I think you need to have somebody that's at the same price point roughly as Tony, because I think you're going to want to get Tony in by game week 10. Yeah. So for me, I'm not actually too bothered who that player is, as long as there's somebody maybe with a bit of upside, but as long as you can get to Tony in game week 10, that, that would be my main priority. So someone like Armstrong, someone yeah. like um, St. Maximan, someone like that, where I just think, yeah, they've got a bit of upside, got a bit of fun to watch, you know, take a lot of shots and yeah. then you can just move them out without having to think about them too much in game week 10, knowing you're going to get Tony. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I got Armstrong in because I've sort of got Tony in mind, um, but I I thought Southampton's fixtures, game week eight, really nice for a few fixtures. And if I'm wrong, I can run away with it from, from mm. with him, <laughs> even run away from him uh, towards Tony, run away with Tony. Yeah. Nor Armstrong. So I can do that. Let's have a look at expected goal involvement last four. Because this will show... Now, people will look at this. So this is last four game weeks, expected goal involvement. And I guess the first thing people, eagle-eyed people will see is there's no Lukaku. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Well, Lukaku is... Uh, his expected goal involvement is 1.70. But he has had tough tough fixtures in those last four but he's still below Chris Wood I've put in my notes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, number three is Cristiano Ronaldo and top of this expected goal involvement Salah 4.7 expected to be involved in nearly five goals he's had seven big chances Mane just behind him and then Ronaldo then Vardy the unfashionable pick everyone's forgotten about Gallagher Zaha so it's those, both those Crystal Palace guys are there Diogo Jota as we know owners how <laughs> I mean, there was a great save by Raya, but yeah, other times he, he should have scored. Tony is there. Antonio. Yep. Fernandez still there. Saar and Buemo. Jesus and Grealish, the City lads there. So they're all a bit ahead of Lukaku. But I just want to point out, I haven't constructed this deliberately to remove Lukaku or anything. I, I The massive caveat is that Lukaku has had tough fixtures. So yeah. he not you wouldn't necessarily expect him to have a, 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 as high a expected goal involvement as some of those players that have had much easier fixtures. He's about to have much easier fixtures. He's going to be involved. He's going to be, his XGI is going to be huge. And indeed, his goals and assists could be huge. So th- yeah. don't let anyone look at this and 
people off. But but looking at this as well, do you? I mean, do you look at Ronaldo's there? He's expecting goal movement just below Salah and Mane. You know, you're a bit nervous. Yeah, it's because he does take the shots, doesn't he? Like the team is is kind of made around trying to get him the ball in the box at the moment, but. I look at it and I, I genuinely, I look at Ronaldo and just think, yes, he's he's having it all. But, you know, he blanked in the last game and I'm not I'm not doing it based on recency. You know, oh, he blanked in the last game, so he's not very good. It's just me trusting United. And like I said, I just trust City a little, uh, uh, Chelsea a little bit more. So like you just said, Lukaku have had, has had quite tricky fixtures the last two. Yeah. Uh, sorry, well, the last one. And then the one before that, they won 3-0 and he didn't get a goal or anything, yeah. did he? But it's interesting because actually... He has been creating a little bit more. Um, you know, his, his XA is better than his XG recently, which kind of makes sense because he's that fulcrum up, up top, isn't he? But um, I, I look at it and it doesn't actually worry me too much. Having watched all the United games, I don't worry too much. I do think Lukaku's going to start having an uptick, as I love saying this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't worry me too much at all, to no. be honest. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Greenwood and um, uh, Ronaldo owner. And yeah. I posted up some stats. Um, this is a good, a good, it's a good example of the difference between stats and eye test. So I posted up some stats um, without seeing the game. I listened to bits on the radio on Saturday afternoon, and saying Greenwood had great stats. I mean, he's loads of chances created, um, loads of shots, and I thought, wow. I mean, I, I'm really unlucky to come away with nothing there. Um, and then I saw match of the day, and then I got all the Manchester United fans answering me on Twitter. And then I realised why he hadn't scored because you essentially had two really selfish strikers. And there's nothing wrong with being a selfish striker. But when you've got two, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> They're not helping each other out at all. So when yeah. Greenwood should have passed Ronaldo or anyone, he just didn't. When Ronaldo should have passed, he didn't. And it was, it wasn't, it wasn't fun to watch. Greenwood's, I've got Greenwood and Jota and I think Greenwood will go before Jota even if Jota's lost his place because I still would take 20 minutes of Jota coming on over Greenwood with bad fixtures and he's not quite gelling with Ronaldo at the moment but that could turn do you think that will turn around or do you think Greenwood is someone I should just screw up and put in the bin I I'm not sure whether the Greenwood is the perfect player to have next to... I feel like Sancho is a better player to have next to mm. Ronaldo. Although Sancho hasn't started very well, at least he is a bit more of a creator. Whereas Greenwood is, he's that inside forward. You know, he's, he's like Rashford. He's, he's somebody that wants to cut into the box and shoot. Whereas Ronaldo doesn't really need that person next to him. He needs somebody that's always going to pass in the ball and always look mm. to be getting to the byline and crossing it in. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. If I had Greenwood, I'd be getting rid um, because... He's also going off quite early because Sancho's not starting games. So he's then coming on. Lingard's coming on. There's all these players that are in that position where I think, although Greenwood's starting at the moment, he's always coming off that 60, 70 minute mark. Um, So that does worry me personally with him. A few few people in the chat have just said, so um, United, he's simply called, uh, was saying that Rashford is selfish on the left, Greenwood on the right. Well, that could be fun. For United, yeah. so yeah, um, and or Matt Stitt um, says um, that the the uh, two selfish strikers not working is a myth. Liverpool have two selfish strikers and they do fine. Well, they don't because if you look at the way they play, they have three up top. They have a very unselfish striker in the middle who never scores, who's always That's supplying true. his teammates, and and Salah coming in off the right, and Mane coming in off the left, and their wingers. They're the ones that um, and their 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 wing backs rather. They're the ones that are benefiting. 
Zlatan from that. So they've got one unselfish striker and two very selfish wingers. So it's yeah. a different setup there. And back in the day when Liverpool were had two two strikers, of course Sturridge and Suarez was one of my yeah, yeah. favourite ever FPL combinations. Cool, and they yeah. were the epitome of unselfish. They were helping each other out. I mean, it was incredible the goal and assist. Whoever scored, the other one would have assisted. Um, and that's ah, oh, that's what I would you know love for something like uh, Manchester United, but not to be, not to be. Yeah. Um, Shall we have a look at some next four fixtures? We've been talking about yes, them a please. lot anyway. So, yeah, we can see Chelsea at the top. Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, next four. And it gets better after that. So we'll look at that in future game weeks. Um, Leeds still up there. Watford, Southampton, Wolf, Wolves and Norwich coming up. And then Burnley. So this is what I was talking about, Chris Wood. Uh, Norwich, <laughs> uh, Man City. That's the tricky one. They'll get hammered there. They always do. Um, Southampton and then Brentford so nice fixtures for Chris Wood um, Southampton themselves have got Chelsea next and then it gets really good Leeds Burnley and Watford and then we can go go down a bit and having a look at uh, Brentford who I'm trying to find so yeah they've got West Ham and Chelsea next this is why they're so low down but then game week 9 they've got Leicester so middling and then Burnley game week 10 it gets better so in future one future um, scoutcasts we'll see from game 10 onwards, we'll see how much better Brentford's go. Um, so then Armstrong owners like myself or those who are going to invest in Armstrong from game week eight, perhaps on a wild card. Um, you've got a game with eight, nine to have a look. Is he is he going to get you some points? If he's not and you've got 0.5, which isn't a big stretch, 0.5 in the bank, you can easily move to Tony. And there you go. There's your Tony placeholder. But if Armstrong is delivering every week, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get rid. Um, so he's, he's a, I can run away from him, I think. Um, but Manchester United, their fixtures turn badly, especially game week nine, Liverpool and Tottenham. Although is Tottenham bad? I, I would say. No. <laughs> Actually, that's all right. <laughs> but yeah. most of them are bad around then. Um, Brighton's fixtures get pretty bad, which is why I didn't go for Sanchez on my wild card. And I think other wild carders may want to avoid. They've got Arsenal, they've got Norwich, but then they've got City, Liverpool. It's, they're going to concede. Liverpool's fixtures get bad. Or mixed, sorry. Watford and Brighton and then City and Manchester United. I think the Brighton fixture, not just as a fan, I think that will, that could be tight. It often has been um, in mm. recent years. Um, and then Brentford, Palace, still a bit mixed there. So people might not go for my Saha idea, but you know he is there. Mixed fixtures. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, yeah. What you were talking about Watford? Why you wouldn't go for um, Saar on a wild card now? Because they, yes, they've yep. got Leeds, but then they got Liverpool and Everton, so um, not as good. So yeah, looking looking at this, anything else springs to mind? No, I mean you look at that Chelsea up the top there, and I think that runs just lovely, isn't it? So especially for defence, I think yes, if you don't fancy maybe getting Lukaku and staying with Ronaldo for a bit, but I think that if you don't have a defender yet. I think getting a defender in is going to be incredibly important in that run. Leeds is a really interesting one because because of all their injuries, I just haven't prioritised them as much as I thought I would have done by now. So I thought I'd have Rafinha by now, but I just still look at it and think that run is beautiful. Yeah. But I'm I'm still not thinking, oh, I, I've got to get them in. Like I'm prioritising Gallagher over um, Rafinha mm. at the moment. So <laughs> I think that's quite interesting. I think that tells you just how much they're struggling with injuries at the yeah. moment. 
Yeah, it's Rafina's injury. Yes, he can do something in 60 minutes. But as a non-owner, do I want to get a player in like Rafina who is definitely going to last 60 minutes and that's it? Yeah. Or at the moment, say I've got Jota, he could play 90, he could play 20. I don't know. But at least he's got all his legs working. <laughs> so yeah. with Rafinha, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it's annoying as a non-owner because he's... he's doing damage to my rank each week not owning him but he's still got that flag and I don't think it's going to go away um, anytime no. soon um, no I don't think it will um, uh, the other one that I thought was going to be quite interesting you might find interesting as well those Wolves fixtures are still very very nice I and I'm probably I'm I'm probably going to be keeping Traore for the next two weeks so you look at it uh, it was gutting that he got uh, benched this weekend I'm hoping that he's going to be starting yeah. this week but um, I'm looking at it and thinking he's probably not my biggest priority to take out. So Newcastle at home is quite a nice fixture. Yeah. Hopefully he starts. If he does, I'm hoping for maybe yeah, getting he, a return. He but. was being ready to come on before Jimenez's goal. Uh, I was listening to it on the touchlines. And, yeah. um, and then when Jimenez scored, then he just shuffled back. Back you go. Yeah. And, then he, and then they eventually did bring him on. I think it was about 20 minutes after they were originally going to bring him on. Um, yeah. But yeah, Troy, yeah, if he, even if he gets 20 minutes against Newcastle, I'd you know, he's not a priority to remove this week. Um, you know, if if you can do it, but yeah, he's not a priority to remove. No. Um, but um, differentials. So um, oh, I'll go. I'll go. Shall I go first? No, you go. No, shall I? No, you go. You go. Yeah. Okay. So it's bringing back again. <laughs> Chris Wood. No. Is that picture. So I'll put the next four back up. So I, <laughs> I don't know why it always makes me laugh that picture, even though it's just my stupid face. But um, so, um, yeah, Chris Wood, um, I'm going for him because many reasons, many reasons. He's 1.5% owned, massive differential. And I know what happens when you own him. You shoot up the rankings if he starts scoring. Um, he's up against Leaky Norwich um, and three out of four of the next fixtures. So apart from the City game, you've got Norwich, Southampton, Brentford. They're all you know, very good for him to get attacking returns. He's had eight shots in the last four matches, three big chances and four chances created. Um, one goal, but an XGI, expected goal involvement of two. And he's only 6.8 million. And um, when you've had enough of him, you can move him to Tony. So he's quite handy. Um, I personally didn't go for him last week. I went for Armstrong and it was price for me because... I, I knew I wanted to bulk up my defence and for my personal team, it would not have given me enough money to downgrade um, Bamford in order to upgrade Williams, which is, which is the player I want to upgrade. So I needed a bit more. Um, but so, um, yeah, but I think Chris Wood is, is, a, is a really good differential. And I, I think there's going to be, like with Decore and Townsend we recommended last week, I think there's going to be an immediate return because he's against an, an atrocious Norwich defence. Um, that's me, can I? I'm, I'm not saying you can get him in, but you approve or disapprove? Um, I approve because he's got Norwich this week. Mm. Okay. <laughs> which which Norwich at home, I mean, mm. it's, just, it's just prime fixture, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. So um, now who is your differential? So yeah, success last week. So who's it this week? Yeah, so uh, my differential this week is somebody that I have been banging the drum about literally from pre-season, uh, and that is Emil Smith-Rowe. Now, this is not because he finally did something this week, but obviously it does help. Um, I have been banging the Arsenal drum for quite a while now, and I feel like it's going to keep on going, even against Brighton away from home. 
Um, I, I, I love Smith Rowe. He's, he's under 5% owned. He is under 5.5 million. And for anybody wildcard, and I think he's going to be hard to ignore, I like him more than Odegaard because I feel like he's just got that bit about him in front of goal instead of Odegaard. Um, Saka is somebody, obviously, I've got in my team, but he's obviously that little bit more expensive. So Smith Rowe is my is my differential going forward. He's got Brighton at home, Albion away, and then he's got Crystal Palace at home, then Villa at home. Uh, three fixtures that I think are lovely. So, yeah, I, he's he's my differential going forward. Okay, yeah, good. How, how, how much is he, by the way? I can't I can't remember whether he's 5.4 or 5.3. Okay. I know he dropped down to 5.3 at one it's, point. It's so. definitely significant saving on um, Saka. So if you are yes, looking for yeah, a, a cheap yeah. enabler, um, he he's definitely, definitely fits that bill. Um, Tony D in the chat. Um, hi, Tony. Um, he uh, asked, who is Burnley's right winger? And he's asked that because um, the right winger <laughs> of the team that are playing uh, Norwich's left wing have done really well every week. They've not only got great underlying stats, but they've delivered. Townsend was the last one. We said he would, and he did. Um, it's Goodmanson. <laughs> so yeah. um, now I'm going to face an uphill battle to try and get people to get Goodmanson in. But Goodmanson, nevertheless, is probably going to be on the right wing for Burnley against Norwich's left. There we go. Unfashionable yeah, we'll, we'll, or what? Will McNeil ever play on the right, or is he always left? I, I don't know if he yeah. always, but recently... It's been Goodmanson, yeah, and, and so uh, it's very likely. And, and Dykes doesn't really change his team too much. Um, so yeah, Goodmanson assist to Chris Wood header. <laughs> I'm going to say you didn't you didn't hear it here first because everyone's been talking about Norwich's left for a while, but it, it could happen. It definitely could happen. Um, let's move on to our teams for next Lovely. week. So um, here's me. Um, I meant to press you, but I pressed me by mistake. So um, we'll go with me then. Um, so people are looking at Williams there going, oh, Joe, I know you have fashionable picks, but the guy on Norwich's left, are you insane? Um, no, he's not going to stay there. Williams is there because he's. I've got 2.2 million in the bank and I think he's going to be Cancelo or Diaz or Rudiger or Alonso or Aspilicueta. <laughs> It's going to be one of the. It's going to be. I'm. I'm looking to, ahead to the future, and I'm going to get one of those players in, and yeah. so that will get. And I'm playing Cody this time because he's getting Newcastle. So I've got Cody, whichever one of those defenders I just mentioned, not Williams, Christensen, Alexander Arnold is probably out. So if he is out, um, by the time you listen to this, there might be or watch this, there may be more firm news on that. My first sub is Armstrong against Chelsea. I'm not expecting a lot, hence why he's first sub. But nevertheless, he is a striker. He is against Chelsea. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, so he's my first sub there. Um, I've got Jota, Salah, Greenwood and Saar. Saar is the one I'm most confident there. Salah, you never know. Jota and Greenwood, I'll take anything. Who knows with Greenwood? Maybe. Um, yeah. Antonio and Ronaldo, captain. And Saar's my vice-captain. And on my bench, I've got Sissoko, so I might need to go Sissoko deep and Livermento. So I've got the 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 defender versus Chelsea right at the foot there, but who knows? I may need him. Um, so it's one of those weeks for me where I can shore it up a little bit by um, boosting the defence a bit. Going into this with a sort of, well, hopefully a 4-4-2, it'll probably end up being a 3-4-3. And, yeah. um, and then I can look to game week eight when I'll be looking to upgrade 
Um, well then, at game week eight, I'll either leave, or in game week, and, and then in game week nine, I'm looking at Greenwood and Ronaldo out for Lukaku and Grealish. Um, but I might, you know, I, who knows? I might go for, if Lukaku scores a hat trick, and Ronaldo mm. doesn't do anything, then it's going to be tough against less. You know, Ronaldo's be against Leicester game week eight. Lukaku's got Brentford. There's going to be a bigger gap between our overall ranks. Yeah, there'll be a huge gap, huge gap. So, <laughs> um, uh, so it'll be it'll be tempting there. But yeah, so basically, I think what do I put in my notes? Williams, Ronaldo, and Greenwood will go at some point. I don't know in what order over the next three game weeks. Lukaku, yeah. a City or Chelsea defender, and Grealish. I don't know what order. Sometime over the next three weeks. So that's 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 the basic nub of it, really. Yeah, fair enough. I think they're good moves. Yeah, I think I think I think I'm okay. There. I'm trying not to overmanage. It sounds like I'm managing quite. I'm overmanaging, but I'm trying not to overmanage on this one. I'm trying to sort of let it take care of itself. Um, but yeah, Williams weak link. Let's let's move him on. Let's let's bump him up. Um, let's have a look at your team. So um, who have you got? Who are you captaining? And what moves are you thinking of? Yeah. So um, I'm fa- I, so I've got two free transfers to you. So I, I saved a transfer last week, which which. Turned out to be okay in the end, which was quite nice. Um, I am most probably going to be doing Ronaldo to Lukaku and then captaining Lukaku. Um, I've got Saar in goal still, which is absolutely fine. I think against Newcastle at home, you know, that's absolutely fine. I like that. My original move was going to be to take Shaw out and bring Christensen in. So it does feel a little bit, a little bit much potentially taking both United assets out and bringing two Chelsea uh, players in. But I just, I United just don't keep clean sheets. You think they're going to every week and they just don't. So, whereas Chelsea do. So I feel like that isn't too bad a move. It also, I'm freeing up a lot of money there. I've got 1.3 million in the bank already. If I take Shaw out for Christensen, that frees up an extra 0.5. If I take Ronaldo out for Lukaku, that frees up an extra million. And then the week after it's looking at doing Williams to Cancelo. So right. in that game week, um, game week eight where their fixtures turn City, uh, I can get Cancelo in and I feel quite good about that. Mm. Um, so you've got two, you got two free plays. transfers, by the way, for this. Pardon? you got two free transfers this week. Or... I do, yeah. yes. Ah. Um, so that's where I'm looking at making those two moves. Yeah. So I have always wanted to have two free transfers after my wild card. And uh, I am looking at potentially doing that um, Ronaldo to Lukaku, Shaw to Christensen, mm. and then maybe benching Alexander-Arnold. The problem is, it's who I play. So... <laughs> If Alexander-Arnold is benched, I'm probably going to have to play somebody like Livramento against Chelsea, which is not ideal. Or do I play Williams against Burnley away and maybe hope for a clean sheet there? But it's probably not going to come. So um, I was looking at changing Shaw to Alonso, but it does then price me out of of getting a City defender. So, so I, you know, I'd the week tempted. After. I mean, this is one of the reasons I took a hit last week. Um, I, I looked at Bamford out and Traore not being good. And yeah. I just bet that Saar and Armstrong would pay that hit back and leave me with the two players I want rather than two I didn't want. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if, if you've got two free transfers, if this isn't mini wildcard time to take advantage, because if, if you've got to play Livermento or Williams, you've, you've effectively null and voided that player, I think. Yeah. So you've got, say Alexander-Arnold is out, you've got, you've got Rudiger, Shaw is going to become... Christensen or someone, someone viable and good. Yeah. And then you've got um, 
and you, then you want to do the Ronaldo to Lukaku move. So that leaves you with having to play a Livermore or Williams. But if you took a hit, because you've got money in the bank, you could yeah. maybe do. Could you? Can you afford that Cancelo move even? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can afford it straight away. Yeah. So yeah. you could do. It, it it could be worth the hit simply to do Williams to Cancelo, and then you can play Cancelo, who's definitely got a chance of more points than Williams. Yeah. And he could play back your four points, and then you've already. And if he pays back your four points, you've already got. You don't have to make that. You can move another. You can make another move. You, you, yeah, and stay ahead. Potentially. Of the yeah, it's something I'm looking. At. I think. Um, I think the difference is with Trent out now. So it was always going to be Cancelo in the week after, but with Trent out now, it could potentially be um, that I get Cancelo in. Obviously, yeah. It depends which way I feel like that game's going to go. With with Jota and Salah in my team. I feel like I'm capping myself a little bit. Like if Cancelo does well, Jota and Salah potentially don't. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna. It, it, I'm usually against taking hits in a week where yeah. I'm kind of. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. It depends. With Lukaku captain, I feel like that could be okay. So I feel like maybe it could be a high-scoring game week anyway. But I'm not expecting this to be a massively scoring, a high-scoring game week. And I don't usually like taking hits before no. one of those weeks. So. No, just, I just simply thought because yeah, because of the Alexander-Arnold injury. Um, mm. You, you, there's a move you want to do down the line, and yeah. I sometimes think that, like, like that. Even though I did badly this week, but that wasn't because of my hit. But the hit, if I hadn't have taken that hit, I'd have done even worse. Yeah, yeah, and it was a move I, I wanted to do at some point. So, um, just wanted to know something to think about, and I think other people might be in the same boat, especially if they're looking at maybe having to field maybe just two defenders, and they're already thinking about maybe another move like. Ronaldo to Lukaku, yeah. it could be, it could be worthwhile, you know, making that move now. Doing, you know, it's a, it's a classic mini wild card, you know, using that advantage of two, because um, you, you can't often make those three moves together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only more possibilities, but yeah, interesting. It's only more interesting my team. My mine's just I've already got money in the bank, and Williams going. Someone's going to yeah. come in who's good, <laughs> so that's it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so in conclusion. <laughs> Ronaldo or, or Lukaku? That's what people are really thinking about. You're definitely heart set on Lukaku and I'm Ronaldo. I am. Do you know what? I've just thought, actually, I could just keep Shaw if Shaw is fit and I could do Williams mm. to Christensen and then do um, uh, Shaw to Cancelo the week after, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so that might be a bit better. Sorry, our, just looking at it. All there. eyes on Shaw. Who's, yeah. It could be, could be a, a McDonald's or wherever, you know, now and thinking about six months off or he could be you know in an oxygen tent somewhere furiously getting ready for your team and God, all our teams so. Um, so Andy I'm exhausted now I've talked yeah. way too long um, <laughs> sorry that's my fault <laughs> no it's fine it's fine I don't mind but uh, I'm going to say it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me goodbye all goodbye all